Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's a pivotal moment in history. And we still have a we still have a time to reset ourselves. This is what's happened with COVID. We we've reset ourselves. A lot of people went back to their roots. They went back to their families. They went back to their homes. There, you know, the joke is that Mother Nature sent us to our rooms to figure out what we've been doing. You go to your room and you think about what you've been doing. And so I think a lot of people there's a better awareness now around taking care of people. There's a better awareness around taking care of our families. And so COVID has been a mixed bag for people. It's a great reset. It's a great opportunity to rethink what we've been doing to our earth, to our people, to our planet, to each other. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Caroline. If you've ever thought about how you can contribute to the world, I want you to listen to today's episode. You know, Caroline is someone who is going down a certain path and discovered her true north while taking a trip somewhere else. For some of you, that might be metaphorical. For some of you, that might be physical. Either way, the ability for you to listen to your true north is the actual way to find your passion and to nurture that God-given talent and ability that has always resided inside you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you check out a work. I hope you contribute. I hope you share it with someone else that needs to hear this episode. And in the spirit of sharing, please leave your reviews on Apple Podcast. We love them here, and it helps the show get, you know, seen more and shared more, and it makes all those charts. So thank you so much for all your support. Without further ado, enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's guest is Caroline Boudreaux. Now, Caroline is a social entrepreneur and the founder of Miracle Foundation. In May 2000, on Mother's Day, Caroline's life changed forever as she visited India for the first time and met a group of more than 100 orphan children. The children were bald and filthy with empty looking eyes, yet she saw their incredible potential. Since that day, she has committed her life to helping orphan children realize their potential. And today we're going to be talking about how to help orphan children all over the world, how to uh, improve and raise our vigilance, awareness, and be better custodians, citizens, and neighbors to each other. And I'm very excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Pleasure is mine. So you you, you talk about that. I was reading your bio. 2000 it was a pivotal year for you. What were you doing before 2000? So I used to be in television. I was an account executive for a television station. So I was doing I was doing pretty well financially. 
but I got to a point where I was making a lot of money, but I just wasn't happy. And I just kind of, I really couldn't figure that out. I grew up small Catholic family, just the nine of us. And I grew up kind of, you know, lower middle class. And I always thought when I was successful financially, that kind of everything would happen for me. And it just didn't really work out that way. So it was a little bit confusing. So, you know, what, what we really all want, we all want three things. Everybody in the world wants the same three things. Hmm. All we all want to love and be loved. We all want our children to be happy, healthy, and taken care of. And we all want to make a difference. And by putting our ladders against the money tree and just going for the money all the time, we don't realize any of those things. And it creates this, this unfulfillment, this kind of longing, this emptiness that I think a lot of people have, um, especially in the United States and the developed world, that this, a lot of people have this emptiness, this like, wait, what, what is it all for? And I wonder sometimes if, if it isn't because we kind of pass right over the line of enough, you know, we never... We never had not enough. We've always had enough. And so when we, when we always, when we start from there, you don't really know where to go. Mm. So, yep. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, I was, I was in this television world and I was just kind of, it was, it was a cool world. It was very hit, very fun. Um, but, but it lacked some fulfillment. And, and you, so, you yeah. found that in India. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to find it. I didn't even actually know I was looking for it. I, I knew what I was running away from. I didn't know what I was running to, but yeah, my, my friend and I, like you do in Austin, Texas, you go in and you have a margarita <laughs> and you, uh, and you, you know, start complaining about your job. And then by the end of that second margarita, we had this trip around the world planned. And one of the places she wanted to go was India because she'd been sponsoring a little boy there and she wanted to go meet him. And so that is why we ultimately ended up in India. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So once that happens, you, you, you see a side of the world that maybe you aren't exposed to as often. What, what is turning, you know, what's happening in your head? What are you doing? Oh, I mean, I was, I was honestly, I was, I was haunted. I was haunted by what I saw in that orphanage. You know, here I am, this, 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 this woman who has been given everything that life can, you know, the opportunity to reach my full potential. That's what my parents gave me. And here are these children, they don't have enough to eat. They don't have parents. They, you know, it's like, what chance do they have? And they have all this potential. They have all this, there's a, you know, it's a, it's a dim spark, but there's a spark in those eyes that I just recognized immediately. Um, I recognized myself in them, honestly. And, uh, you know, we, we had dinner with them. They gave us chicken. They gave the rice. That's why they were bald. They didn't have any protein. We had this beautiful Hindu prayer service with them. And then after dinner, we were holding them and we were calling them Velcro babies because they were just attached to us. And this uh, little baby girl came and put her head on my knee. And, you know, don't forget, it's Mother's Day. It's, it's, it's May the 14th of 2000. It is Mother's Day. And I'm surrounded by these parentless children and um, this motherless, motherless children. And this little baby girl comes and puts her head on my knee. And I sing her the lullaby my mom used to sing to me. And, and I went to put her, in, she falls asleep in my arms. I went to put her in her bed and I, I walk into this room with these with these 30 wooden beds, like picnic tables, these splintered wooden beds. And, and when I heard her bones hit that bed, I thought, man, somebody better help these children. And that was just the beginning. And so then I was just so haunted by what I saw there. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I just really didn't know what to do. And so I decided that I was gonna do one thing for them every single day. 
whether that was research, whether that was trying to send an email to all my friends and family to raise money for them, whether it was um, try to start a nonprofit, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. And I called the nonprofit Miracle Foundation because I knew that they were little miracles. And I knew that if they had a foundation, they could reach their full potential. And that's what this has been all about for 21 years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I love hearing stories like that because I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of us end, end up doing things that we think we're supposed to do, but it isn't what we actually are supposed to do uh, because either, you know, we get comfortable, you know, or we are part of us. Maybe we are afraid of what our full potential could be and what that means uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to sacrifice or quote unquote leave behind. And it's, it's interesting with that journey because there's actually fulfillment at the end of it if you follow it to its, to its proper destination. But we can't confuse ourselves or convince ourselves rather that uh, the quote unquote suffering that there will come with that or alienation that will come with that or exclusion that could come with that is not a price that many of us are willing to pay. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. People tell me so they, they were always telling me, you know, Carolyn, you have so much passion. There's so much passion in your work. And I finally ended up looking it up and it means the willingness to suffer for someone else. Really? But that's what passion I, means? I tell you, that's what it means. I didn't oh. know, but oh. you know, I gotta tell you, you know, it's, what, what I think suffering is, is having everything that money can buy. What we're really going for is everything that money cannot buy. That mm. is fulfillment, contentment, peace, love. Money can't buy any of those things. Eesh. And so really it's a secret. And it's one of the most selfish things we can do is take care of other, other people's children. I call them OPCs, other people's children. Because when we start taking care of other people's children the way we want to take care of our children, the world will change. I'm convinced that that's what it's going to take to change this world. When we start caring about other people's children, you know, foster care would not be okay for our children. Being in an orphanage would not be okay for our children. How are we letting this be okay for other people's children? How? Well, well okay. So speaking of that, the world changing, the world has changed even more so with uh, COVID. How, how has your work been affected by the pandemic? Because, you know, a lot of orphans don't get you know, they're not high priority, unfortunately, with what's happening. It's a mixed bag, honestly, because while, you know, most of the world is hovers around the poverty line. So $2 a day, most of the world falls, you know, on a graph, most of the world falls around that poverty line. And mm. then there's this huge reach up and then, you know, about 5% about of the world is at the top, at the very top, like a mile away from that poverty line. People at the top, took a rise up during COVID and people at the bottom took a step down. So everybody that was close to the poverty line is now below the poverty line after COVID. Of course, it also created a digital divide. That's the bad news. The good news is that, you know, um, it's a pivotal moment in history and we still have a, we still have a time to reset ourselves. This is what's happened with COVID. We, we've reset ourselves. A lot of people went back to their roots. They went back to their families. They went back to their homes. They were, you know, the joke is that mother nature sent us to our rooms to figure out what we've been doing. You go to your room and you think about what you've been doing. And mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people, there's a better awareness now around taking care of people. There's a better awareness around taking care of our families. 
And so COVID has been a mixed bag for people. It's a great reset. It's a great opportunity to rethink what we've been doing to our earth, to our people, to our planet, to each other. It, it's an opportunity to reflect instead of just react, uh, which is something many of us always need to do. And we were so, going so fast. I mean, we were just, I was, I was going so fast. Like we said, just take a step back, relax, breathe a bit and figure out what, how we're going to really figure out what's important. Yeah. And I, that's where um, a lot of people have stepped up. You know, we've, when I said it's a mixed bag, we've got a lot more support than we had before. I think people are like, oh my gosh, where would I be without my mother? Where would my, where would my children be without me? So this, this pull to take care of other people's children has been, has, uh, has grown for, for, uh, people through COVID. Well, that, that, that's good to hear because I'm, I'm always worried about, uh, vigilance and, uh, you know, how we can use our, our, the power dynamics that come with our privileges. You know, a lot of times many of us have different privileges that we don't even consider privileges until you're exposed to, you know, lack of access in different communities. But now, yes, uh, th there's definitely a civil lining, but how can we make sure it isn't a trend, right? It's more of a, uh, a mainstay, a movement where we are active, you know, participants in dismantling these oppressive systems that continue to, you know, keep people below the poverty line. Oh my gosh, that's the $64,000 question. That's the perfect- Only $64,000? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect question. And the answer is that we have to be diligent. I love the word diligent. And we have to start, the, the, the best way to help um, the, for, okay, let me back up here. here. Here's what you do. Here's how you do it. You got, we have to focus on two things. Yes. We have to focus on the planet and we have to focus on people. Now, this is bad news for people that want to focus on the Met or the ballet or, you know, classical music. I get all of that. I, you know, your, your Ivy League school, I get all of that. People want to focus on that right now. If you focus on people, that means inequality. That means people that don't have the same opportunities that we have, people that don't get what we have. If we could focus on people and we could focus on our planet, if we could do that until 2030, I'm telling you, we would have a different world right now. That's, so that's all taking our, doing our part, no single use plastics, working with, you know, recycling, doing, doing what we can for the planet, and then working with organizations that are focusing on root cause, getting people out of poverty, getting them root cause. And the way you focus on a nonprofit, the way you really help a nonprofit is you donate monthly. That is how you help a nonprofit. You hmm. donate monthly. That means nonprofits can count on money. They can use the money that they have. They know how to budget against it because they know it's coming in every month. That was the hardest part from going from the corporate world to the nonprofit world, is where is this money gonna come from? 30% of our money comes in after the 15th of December every year. It's a very difficult way to do business. It used to be 50% of our money came in in December of every year. So we've gotten people to donate monthly, that diligence you're talking about every single month, making sure that you're, you're supporting an organization that's focused on the people or the planet and focusing really on the, the lowest of the low, the people that are not going to have an opportunity without us. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That, was that because of the end of the year? Is that why December is a big month? The 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 sell it, holidays, yeah. holidays, and yeah, all that. holidays, and people are thinking about their taxes, and you know, and and you know, they just kind of think about that check at the end of the year, and it's like, don't think about the poor at the end of the year. They're our blessing, our greatest teacher. Think about them every day, every month at least. Just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode. I wanted to let you all know that I do have a collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. It's called UID Collective. And the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses. It's a mix of resources, things you can download. And all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out. Use it with your friends. Use it with your family. Use it with yourself. Okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective. And it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. Blessed are the poor. Um, Blessed are the poor. um, You said something that that, that you said. You said it before we hit recording. You said it again now. Root cause. What, how how can we become more aware of root causes in, in our systems? This is technical, complex work getting to root cause. So for years, when you know, when I started the Miracle Foundation, we would go into existing orphanages and give them money to feed and nurture children. Super important. I mean, kids gotta eat, kid, you know, all that. It's super important. But so here's the analogy. If you're walking on the street and you see a baby floating in the river, drowning in the river, you're going to jump in the river and save the baby. There's no doubt about it. That's what you're Mm -hmm. going to do. So then imagine you see another baby drowning in the river. Well, you jump back in the river and you save that baby. Then there's another baby and another baby. And we, we got so busy saving the babies in the river that we never stopped and looked up at the bridge and saw the guy throwing the babies in the water. That is root cause. (laughs) <laughs> getting to the guy that's throwing the babies in the water, getting to what is causing these children to be in the water in the first place. So it's not something that, you know, I mean, it's not something that someone that has a, that doesn't do this for a living can really do. It's very complex work. It's what it is at the end of the day, it's poverty alleviation. That's what it is. Poverty is what makes people separate from their children. Desperation makes people separate from their children. So if you can get to a family long before that, if you can prevent children from entering the system in the first place, then you can, you know, because once a kid enters the system, the minute a social worker or CPS is involved, the minute that happens, there's damage done. We got to prevent them from entering the system in the first place. And the way you do that is through community-led initiatives, youth-led initiatives. It's, It's pretty complicated work. 
but it works and we know that it works. Yeah. Can we talk more about that, that, that damage to the system? There's a, I am um, a big part of big brother, big sister. So I've been, ah, love yeah. It. Yeah. So one of my kids has been in the, he's well, he's been in, in three foster care systems. Uh, it was three foster care systems before I, I started mentoring him. Now he's adopted, but, um, that was before it was 10, uh, you know, so, <laughs> and, you know, even when I'm, I'm talking to, to him, sometimes you know that there's some things that he's not ready to talk about yet, but I, I'm curious, you said the system, you know, once they're in the system, there's a lot of things that go down. Why is it so harmful sometimes? Or I guess a lot of times. Yeah, it's harmful. Well, look, I mean, moving three times, I mean, he didn't move three times with the same people. He moved three times by himself. Mm. That is trauma. You know, and, and what did we, you know, like I said, it's pretty complicated work in the foster care system. The average child in the United States moves seven times, seven, seven. average seven times. Why the bounce? Why the bounce? The bounce <laughs> is because the system is very cumbersome and 60% of families quit within the first year. It's very difficult. We make it very difficult on families to help raise these children. And so, you know, Miracle Foundation does work. We connect the foster care system. We connect families with wraparound services is one of the things that we're so proud to do because we think that bounce is, 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 is tragic. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so proud that, that your little brother got adopted. That, that's the name of the game. Safety and permanency is the name of the game. That bounce is, is damage that we're doing. And so we have to figure out ways to make the system easier. And the, the foster care system is not so broken. It's just so overburdened and old that if we updated it a bit, connect people, connected people in it a bit, it would, it would work. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I didn't, I wasn't aware of before because, uh, you know, I was thinking of, wait, I live in New York. So I was thinking of ways to participate in, in, in the local, you know, ecosystem. And one of those ways for me is, is always been through, you know, mentoring and providing for the next generation. And I, it was something that I, I thought about when I was younger. I grew up, my dad was a diplomat, but we, we initially grew up under dictatorships. And a lot of what we we witnessed growing up was when was scarcity, you know, scarcity of resources, you know, fear, not having access, not knowing what tomorrow is gonna be like, not knowing whether you were safe or not. And so as we transition to civilian role, you, you start to find gentle moments of hope and then like hey, wait okay today's not gonna be like yesterday oh wait we have two days there are good nothing happened no gunshots no any of these things and so as i started to see that i i remember i can't remember what it was where i was watching something when i was i think 11 and it, it just showed um kids in, in in war zones or kids in in in, in similar situations that, that i had been in except they had no parents <laughs> and then i was thinking wow what what must they be thinking you know so it's always been top of my mind where you know i, I just wonder what we could do if, if many of us you know thought about this uh situations often and i and I, you know i i haven't thought about it the way i should have as much uh because i i'm sure it's an excuse you said life gets in the way but that's what i that's what i mean by vigilance i i you know this is more of a question for me how can i and and people listening make sure that despite what's happening, we never get distracted from the, from the horrors that continue to happen in today's world. Yeah. You know, you bring out this really interesting point, you know, aren't we lucky to be the givers? Aren't uh -huh. we lucky to be the givers? 
Hmm. Given, huh? Okay. Okay. I that's a that's a reset reframe <laughs> that, that that I hadn't even thought about. Um, okay, so if if we if we if we think about it from that perspective, that point of view, is then focus the focus on should we the focus be on giving and how we can give consistently? And yes, we have ag- Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. yes, that 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 is how you get what money can't buy. So first of all, you're not going to outgive yourself. You're not going to lose. You try to out generous. Try to be out generous. I mean, radical generosity mm. is that is the people that we because of the work that we do we're surrounded by people that are radically generous their lives are radically blessed i don't know what comes first the chicken or the egg but i would suggest (laughs) that because we don't know being radically generous is a is a really incredible way to start i've also learned that people that aren't generous with a dollar are not going to be generous with a million dollars so when people say oh man if i win the lottery i'm gonna no it's not true some yes. of those um, yeah i mean people I are that. yeah right if you're not generous with a dollar you're not going to be generous with a million no way generosity is generosity but yes we should be focused on the giving and, and that gratitude it is a virtuous cycle <laughs> um I, I love that there's, there's something i teach uh you know my clients and, and people in general because you know i'm always talking about oppressive systems and i always say you should practice this in PAA, so privilege access action. So I have people make a list of all their privileges, you know, what from anything, oh my God. all that. And then I ask them to pair that up with whatever access that gives them, um, you know, that it doesn't give certain groups of people, and then come up with an action plan based on that, right? Because it's, it's an interesting thing to see, you know, for example, I'm able-bodied, right? Yeah. So the the something that many of us don't think about the fact that you you know, you're walking you know you're using your a lot of your your senses how can you then if that's stuff you might create access for many of these things and then you think about the fact that masks for example don't have uh, you know it, they're not always uh, able to help people that might be uh, deaf right and yeah. especially since they do sign since the ones that practice sign language and it's something that I wasn't aware of until someone who was married to someone who who's it was deaf said it and how it's confusing for him to walk around the streets and i was like well how did i not even i mean <laughs> i didn't even re- reflect on that but those moments where you you really sit with yourself to, to think about um access that you might have that you take for granted but other people don't have and then you're you're just like well i need to worry about plastic i need to worry about the, the water here i need to worry about how i'm you know using this dollar or this food or all that but yeah, that, that that's something that I, I try to get people to do but i it, it's 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 interesting but i think it's something that needs to be done consistently because right. we can't it's not a, something we take a day off of <laughs> because other people's days are, are just going on so and nothing's heavy if everyone lifts you know i mean if, right. if everybody would lift it wouldn't be so darn heavy, but because some people just aren't lifting. And, you know, I think it is that they're just not aware, like the, like, like people that read lips and the mask thing. I never thought about that. It's like, once you're aware, you can start to be grateful for things. I do think that, I think gratitude is a, is a really great place to start. I love your PAA. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It, it, thank you. And it, it's something, when you become more aware, it's hard to unsee things. You're, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Really, yeah. Because then you're like, oh, shoot, 
I'm part of the problem. Especially if you're if someone is if you've seen it and you've seen how you participate in the problem, <laughs> whether you knew it or not, you still participate in the problem. It's just you know you start to get that pang on your conscience, like oh, I used a plastic bottle today, and 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 that's a big thing, by the way. And and you've mentioned it, uh, the the use of of plastic uh, and, and how it affects the, the the whole ecosystem of the planet but it does affect and it has far-reaching consequences that many of us might not feel because you know we're thirsty right i'm just thirsty right now so what's one bottle so yeah these things it's all and there's things that we can do on the micro level like you know like getting a a reusable water bottle that you use all the time that we can do that as at a micro level but at a macro level i think if we all gave to organizations that were working with people or the planet we really could be where we want to be. We want to. We could be the country and the and the and the planet that works for everybody. And that is what we're after here: a planet that works for everybody, not a planet that works for the top five percent. I mean, if we just could move down the scale and be a planet that works for the top fifty percent, that would be awesome. But we work <laughs> for the top five percent. I mean, it's a really bad grade. It's it a is. really bad grade. Yeah, yeah. Even fifty percent. Fifty percent is still enough. So uh, <laughs> but but you okay, so we, I'm sure you've heard this a lot that you have critics, right? Critics of nonprofits, critics of of, of uh, the, you know the, the work that you might do. They say, well, we need more transparency. We don't know where the money's going or why you all this, we see it all the time. And then you have some bad actors in the industry who have unfortunately done uh, yes. things they shouldn't have done. So what do you normally say when you receive those types of criticisms or those pushback from people saying, well, why, why should I give my money away to you or any other nonprofit? Well, you know, it does help to know the leadership. So I think, you know, betting on the jockey is really important. So if you can know the leadership or know someone at the leader level of an organization, it's powerful. There are also these charity watchdogs. There's a company called Charity Navigator. Charity Navigator does their homework they are all up in our business they look through our financials they're just they're really amazing organization we happen to have the highest possible rating and same same with GuideStar. GuideStar looks at our uh, efficacy and our efficiencies we you know we have a platinum there but there are watchdog organizations that help you you can get references and then of course at the end of the day you know like how do you know people aren't cheating you how do you know you do there is a level of trust so finding an organization you trust, finding a mission you're passionate about. I think that is key. Finding a mission you're passionate about. Mm. And, yeah. And, and really laser beam, not, not shotgun, a laser beam approach. Put most of your money in three organizations. Don't donate to 100 organizations. Most of your money in three organizations and let a laser beam effect begin to happen. We can make a much bigger impact with a laser beam than a shotgun. Laser beam and a shotgun. You, you, uh, did, you, did, you, did you grow up in the South? You, you, <laughs> These analogies are yours. <laughs> um, dead giveaway, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Uh, I, no, but I, I love it. So how can we help? You know, how can we reach out to you? What are the best ways to participate in what you're working on? Thanks. Thanks for asking. You can go to our website at miraclefoundation.org and donate monthly. Nothing is bigger for us than that monthly donation because it's money that we can count on. And we're doing four things. We're connecting the U.S. foster care system with a technology-based app 
It rolls out very this month, it rolls out in uh, March. It's amazing. It's going to connect foster families so that they don't have that bounce. So children don't bounce to bounce, 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 so that families can stick together. We also wow. train the social workforce. We are experts in family care and we work with to strengthen families. We work with social workers all over the world to strengthen families. And then we do youth led initiatives. So we do grants around the world for youth to go put these programs together to prevent children from entering the system. So youth on the ground are doing these uh, programs around the world and we give grants for that. And um, the, um, the last thing we do is we empower um, governments to be a voice for children. So we make sure that people, the children have the voice, that they have access to um, writing their own script. So it's been so powerful. We, we've helped so many thousands of people. There's, there's nothing more powerful you can do than to help somebody else's children. And that's what you're going to be doing when you help Miracle Foundation. Well, I love that. We'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes. That's, that's very important, uh, helping other people's children. Uh, children. <laughs> My English teacher would have shook her head. We'd be so glad. <laughs> so glad if you did. Yeah. You know, helping, and they're yeah. just amazing. Given a little bit of opportunity, you would not believe. I mean, the first rung to ladder of success is ten feet tall. If we could get them on that first rung, man, they climb. The hardest part is that very first rung, and that's that's the root cause we're talking about. That's the work we're talking about. Hey, no, we got this. We got this. We got this. Totally. <laughs> the the last question I ask my guest is is my mission statement reframed as a question. So, which is use your difference to make a difference. So, how do you, Caroline, use your difference to make a difference? You know, I think about I think about connecting people who want to make a difference with people who desperately need a difference made in their lives. That's Ooh. the work of the Miracle Foundation. Sometimes I say it's the nutritionally starving taking care i mean the the spiritually starving taking care of the nutritionally starving Ooh, i like that i like that <laughs> yeah that the ah. work isn't, is not just about taking is the work is not just about the children the work is an inner work for us the opportunity to have what money can't buy the opportunity to make a difference with your life and matter to somebody else wow that's powerful all right well, I, it's been a pleasure, Caroline. This is this is this is a wake up call within a wake up call, but it's just it's it's a reminder as well. And I, and I, and I love the again vigilance that you're 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 paying to this, but the consistency and the uh, the 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 energy that you have around this this movement. And because you're right, you know, many of us can activate our inner givers, and we can do that consistently. And the more we do that, the the lighter the burden becomes for us to you know to bear so i appreciate everything that you're doing and thank you so much for um you know taking a leadership role in this thank you thanks for having me the pleasure is mine and kings queens and royalty till next time use your difference to make a difference you've just been listening to the as told by nomads podcast for more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.